0: Hi, this is um, Kana. And this is
1: Ambie. And welcome to Diplomacy Games, the podcast. Uh, This is our second episode. So hopefully you've listened to the first one and felt that we did a wonderful job and decided to tune in again. Otherwise,
0: (laughs) we're learning as we go, guys. So very, very much so. um, We're doing this for the love of the game. Indeed.
1: Anyway, so here's cheers. Cheers. Very nice. So uh, today's
0: drinks of tipple. Or what, what are you having exactly? I'm having a ten pints stout, which is a really lovely drop. And you what don't... are you having, Andy? Um, let me just check the wine menu. Oh God!
1: I can't remember. I think it's a Masolina Barbera di Alba. <laughs> it's an Italian wine from Piedmont.
0: How about that? Sounds pretty good. Um,
1: because the one I wanted wasn't available, and they upgraded me for free. So who's going to say no to that? <laughs>
0: And so, you folks know, if you're ever in Brisbane, we're actually drinking at the Gresham, which is a pretty funky little bar on um, Queen Street, actually. It's got a massive range of um, alcoholic liqueurs and some really funky lights.
1: And some very awesome mustaches and beards. So, um... so, it's funk central. <laughs> <laughs> Hipster central. Um, and hopefully, this time around, because where we are, you won't hear too many uh, trains hooting in the background, motorcycles going down the street. If any
0: of you haven't flicked, it's essentially an excuse for a bit of a pub crawl.
1: It is. It's a very good idea for a pub crawl. Actually, I was thinking the other day, um, we were planning to record this a week ago, and on that particular day, I wasn't feeling very well. I I mentioned to to Kana, "Look, I think we're going to have to push it back. And then later in the day, I started feeling a little bit better, and I thought, oh, I've already taken the day off work. Do I kind of get in touch with you and say actually move something more to your end of town and actually like drive out there and just not drink as much alcohol? So go somewhere like you know you can pop on like uh, off at towong and go to like the Regatta or the Ari or something. We have to do
0: the Regatta at Tuam stage. It's a yeah, good, yeah,
1: we it's will. A good, we will. It's a good, it's a good drink Probably good, good summer one to go to out there in the sun. And
0: yes, by the river. Yes
1: having a good time. But hey, this actually isn't a drinking podcast. Uh, This is is all around about the game Diplomacy and playing Game of Diplomacy online. So um, thank you very much again, as we said before, for tuning in today. We're going to be discussing a number of key things uh, that we thought might be of interest to yourselves. Uh, The first one is just a little bit about how do the sites work. When we say sites, we've both got a lot of experience with um, V Diplomacy and Web Diplomacy, and I know that there are a number of other Online diplomacy sites that are out there as well, which we'll probably get to at some later stage when we feel grown up enough to try
0: them and to, to get go ins- and sample the uh, the other diplomacy um, zones, I guess. Yeah. Call so, it. like, I guess if, there's,
1: if if you happen to listen to this and you don't go to V diplomacy, you don't go to web diplomacy, um, and you go somewhere else, maybe you should just you know get in touch with us by the website diplomacygames.com. Um, and let us know why you think we should be going to your particular site because it's better, it's got this, that, the other, and maybe we might drop by and you know go incognito and play a game or two and be able to report on it.
0: Check Who it knows? out. Check it out. Check it out. Very I, much so. I actually came across B Diplomacy from another site, uh, Diplomacy Two Thousand, which is an email hosting uh, game site, and oh. it's still up and kicking around. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they just didn't play any variants. and uh, played it by email for many years and I thought, you know, I'd like to try something new, so hitting into Google, this is back in 2000 and something. something, probably tell you the proper date later on, um, but came across this weird kind of site called Goondip back in the day, do you remember that one? Goondip? Yeah, yeah, it was like the predecessor to Olymdip. They had, like, dip. cheap wine. Yeah, oh, yeah, know, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's a predecessor to Ollie Dip, right? Right, and Ollie Dip was the predecessor to D Dip. Yep, yep. And so, um, I've been kicking around there for many years, uh-huh. really. Um, so we're really old. kicking around. This is why we drink stout and red
1: wine instead of you know funky drinks that the young dips kids are actually having.
0: I oh, hear it's lolly water anyway. Um, so uh, yeah, both so- of us have had experience as admins, put it that way um, and moderators on um, the diplomacy, and um, we thought that it would probably be a good space for us to talk about how the place is moderated, what the, what the moderators actually see and what you can do to actually get in contact with them for whatever reason. Very
1: true. Yeah, it sounds, sounds perfect. Um, and I guess what it's worthwhile doing also is just comparing that
0: to what's on web diplomacy uh, and we'll kind of capture that too. So let's just get into right. it, hey? Right? sure okay so the way you on v diplomacy, the way you contact them is on the upper right hand side of your screen when you log in is there's a little uh, link called mods and you just tap on that and it comes up in a forum type environment now you can only see posts that you have started or have contributed in um, so for me I've I'm looking at the at the at the mod forum now, and um, I, I've, I've actually sent about 20. I've started about 20 threads asking questions about what went wrong here. Can someone have a look and just check out these players because I think something's dodgy going on? Or holy crap, these orders should have worked. Why didn't they? Can you guys have a look? Yep. Um, essentially, that's a lot what the mod forums for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think as my experience as a moderator, the trickier ones were when people said, oh, these people are obviously working together over a period of time. Can you have a look at this and see if they are um, multi-accounting or um, metagaming? Yep. And the metagaming one is the harder of the two to really deal with. Yep.
1: Sorry, I was drinking. Ah, uh, how unusual. Um, yeah, look, I, I totally agree. I mean, I was just in... I, um, I sent something through the mods myself probably a couple of months ago where I, I bought into a uh, pre-existing game. Uh, a number of players had CD'd. gone into civil disorder. And um, well, let's just put it this way. One of the great things about V Diplomacy, which we'll talk about later on, is about the reliability ratings and how that actually comes into play when it affects your games. But um, when you kind of give you some context, if you um, if you fail to put in your orders and you fail to actually you know make anything during that particular turn, you you obviously go into civil disorder and that kind of not really good. And then if you continue to do so, you get kicked out of the particular game. And that impacts on your reliability rating. So I bought into a game where others had just gone into civil disorder because that kind of helps me with my. Reliability rating, I think. Uh, well, that's why I bought into it. So, well, you know. so
0: you, bo- you take over a country that's gone into civil, civil disorder, yeah. and um, your own reliability rating gets a small little boost. Yeah. So if you ever find yourself, you've missed a whole of terms. You can take over uh, countries that have also gone into civil disorder and you boost your reliability rating so you can join more games essentially. Yeah. Yep. So the thing I found that was uh,
1: interesting is once I bought into this particular country I noticed at the same time there's about three other countries you could buy into. And this was a, a normal uh, off the top of my head I think it was a, a classic map or wait for I've got the game here idea here, I'll double check. Um, but anyway, long story short, I went into the game and when I went through the actual... Because you can see the messages that have been sent by your predecessor player and see you know what conversations they've had with other players so you can kind of try to build off existing relationships there. Actually, no, it wasn't a, a classic game. It was Europe 1939.
0: Which is a cool variant. But it's, it's, go, let's not sidetrack. No, no, no. We'll, yeah. we'll,
1: we'll do that one another day, I'm sure. And uh, I bought in as Italy and noticed that a number of players... There had been no conversations whatsoever between Italy and about three other players, and they were all the players that had gone into civil disorder. Uh, Strangely enough, though, whilst there would have been no conversations, all of these players seemed to be, I don't know, not, not... Attacking each other, they had some type of DMZ, some unspoken, amazing way of communicating—mental telepathy. Who knows what it was? Or it was the same guy who was trying to cloak himself under whatever means, created four separate IDs to try to, you know, bump up his his rating within
0: uh, V diplomacy. God knows why. Um, so that—that's a pretty clear cut example of a guy who was thinking about multi-accounting. He's yep. obviously opened up several accounts and happened to realise that the burden from running all these accounts as if they were individual humans was just too much of his time and he went into civil disorder in one shot. That was that. Yeah, um, set so himself right.
1: So I, guess, I did report that, that through to the mods. Yes.
0: And did you get a response? Uh, yeah, I did get a
1: response. It took a little while. Yes. Uh, but I did get a response. And uh, they said, thanks, yes, it looks a bit like that. But by then, obviously... Things have moved on it wasn't Dude, had
0: disappeared it. anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's a clear case of a Mountie accounting. Uh, I guess the uh, the metagaming when players um, sort of tend to team up together over yeah. several games. Yep. That um, really, uh, in my opinion, is not really part of the spirit of diplomacy. No, I agree. Yep. Um, I, I know you and I have fenced off on Look, not many occasions. Yeah. There's been many times we've uh, been
1: great allies and there's exactly. been other times that, you know, we've been allies up to the point of
0: time that a perfect stab A stab has yeah, occurred, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think that's the spirit of the game, you know. Um, I, I don't know if we really want to get into that whole winner-take-all, points-per-supply-centre argument. That's another I mean, conversation, conversation. Another day, yep. But, um, you know, in the yeah. end, you're, you're playing the game for fun Yep. otherwise you wouldn't do it yep. and in my humble opinion the aim of the game is to win to win to win of course, <laughs> of course it is of course it is of course it is and if you can manage that um, whether that is by backstabbing other players or even better managing to convince the players you backstab that's in their best interest then go for it go for it nothing yeah. that not that there's something wrong with a draw. Um, no, but no. draws have their place if there's no no way forward. It, so, yeah, look, there.
1: there's actually been times that look, I was in a position that I could take the win and have actually chosen to draw because I felt that I'd built a really good rapport with a player or players and I actually felt, this is my stupid nature, duty-bound, to follow through, I made an agreement. Not like we talked last time about the solemn
0: agreement. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the solemn, solemn yes, agreement. Solemn
1: But no, yeah, we made an agreement, and I kind of felt, look, yes, they've done me right. I'm going to do the right thing and do them right. But there's also been other times I've gone, nah, uh,
0: <laughs> don't get, let's go for the win.
1: <laughs> and sometimes you actually need that, you know what I mean? I'm not talking about ratings-wise, but sometimes you think. Yeah, I need to kind
0: of. I need to be that arsehole. Yeah, I need, yeah, I need to show do me this box. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and let's be
0: realistic; others do it to us. So. Oh yeah, you, and being around as long as we have playing this game for as long. Um, it, I guess the tricky part is actually learning when to trust. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming back to the mo- how the mods um, forum works is once you've um, you know you've, you've raised a question on you know suspicious. Activity amongst the uh, characters, or um, oh, hey, you know this this unit because it's a variant site. This unit was able to move somewhere where it shouldn't be able to move. You raise this issue. Yep, the mods then have a whole heap of tools at their disposal um, to to chase down uh, you know. Let's face it, the internet's a big place, and you know to chase down the uh, nefarious kind of characters who. Well, ruin the game for the rest of us by multi-accounting and um, really just unethical behaviour.
1: So, what else have you used the site for? Sorry, the mods area for, kind apart from just you know flagging someone. I think someone's up to no good. Was it you know you think something a move isn't possible? Is there anything else?
0: Oh, look, it's also a way to contact the, the moderators themselves, like. For a while there the wiki itself was down. It's like, oh hey, you know, what's going on out there? Yep. Um, Also, uh, just... I know people have contacted the the mods because they feel that um, players are being particularly vicious towards them or there's, um, you know, a level of language which is being used towards them by some players which they consider to be um, unworthy. Yep, um, or shouldn't be allowed on a site that plays games. Yep. Um, and again, that's a tricky kind of area to look at because um, it, it is a legitimate way to make someone angry at you by using language to push that person's buttons. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. And so um, the only reasonable way to answer that is um, to use the function to um, block that player. If you really don't like to play with that player, is to block that player from joining games with you and from you seeing the games to join so the So let's, di-
1: let's digress, have you blocked yeah. players in the past?
0: Um, I have blocked players in the past. Do you still block players? I have a list of players that I just will not play with. Okay. Yep. Yeah.
1: I must admit, I, I've, I've had only two players I've blocked. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, one I can't remember why I blocked. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one I remember because you just gave me the absolute shits. <laughs> um, but as time went by, I'm mellow. And yeah. like, literally, probably only about two or three months ago, I unblocked that player. Oh, yes. And yes. I've played a game with that player since. Oh, yes. It was an amicable game. It wasn't a problem. At the same time, I also unblocked the other players. I couldn't remember what the hell they pissed me off about. So,
0: Well, I went for a period there where um, if players CD'd or nmr I just blocked them. Yep. That was it. I'm sick of playing with these characters. I'm never going to play with them again. Um, and to be honest with you, that's kind of worked to my detriment because there's been a number of games where it's been like, "Oh, well, that's be a cool game to join," but I can't because I've blocked a whole heap of players. So I actually had to go back through and unblock a whole heap of players. But I think I've got about three or four on my current block list that I just don't. Um, I just refuse to play with. So when it comes to blocking, um, it's pretty much I don't know within the um, the v diplomacy side of things, quite a common thing. So what you do on the v diplomacy is you go into a player's profile and you just hit that little uh, smiley face and it um, turns to an unhappy face and you can't play with that player. Um, and I've just kind of gone through web diplomacy, but
1: it doesn't actually seem to have the same function for that. So, if, so so if you're in web diplomacy and you're sick to death of playing against people who well, obviously, A, hey, yes. have a look first and probably don't join that game. But if it's anonymous, you don't really know, do
0: you? Well, yeah, there'd be no real way to... Until you get to the end. Until you get to the end that you're actually playing with this person that you detested. Or you've, and not- you've, or with or them you've the noticed way, their yeah. behaviour and went, oh
1: God, not this bastard again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um,
1: Actually there's a, that's, a, that's an interesting digression also about the differences between V diplomacy and web diplomacy. Obviously, again, coming off the same PHP code base, but you know, they have split a little bit over time. You know, V diplomacy has that mod forum function, but if you are playing on web diplomacy only, um, and you want to bring up the same things and contact the mods, you actually have to go into I think it's the the help section, then well, you scroll have down to email them, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you? to then go yeah. to the mod section yeah. and then you have to send them an email. Um, and I don't know what their triage process is there about how well they look after that.
0: Well, having said that, they're more proactive on it. Yeah. Um, they use their Google Plus chats and all that sort of stuff yep. quite um, efficiently to root out uh, cheaters and multi accounts. They have a much larger um, membership than G yep. Diplomacy, obviously, so um, they have a much more active moderating team. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, looking at um, current games,
1: there's about four times, three or four times as many games in WebDip compared to VDIP. Um But, you know, different different styles of play, different players, different variants, all that type of stuff.
0: Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to see Web Diplomacy moving towards actually implementing a few variants very cautiously but they do implement them every now and then
1: I can't remember when they last updated a
0: new variant do you oh no they, they, they bought on. in they bought in <laughs> one of that go that's enough sorry web dip guys <laughs> <laughs> they, I mean, they bought in that modern variant recently modern yeah
1: no, modern's been I mean sorry when I, I, I left when I left web diplomacy when I say left I still I, actually I'm playing web diplomacy at the moment but um, when OliDip started, that's, I think, when I went from web diplomacy to playing most of my games on D-diplomacy, and there was modern diplomacy at the time.
0: It's been around forever. And As I, I said,
1: one, one year variant a decade.
0: And, and I, I do notice that web diplomacy still hasn't updated the little unit icons for um, the Mediterranean Ancient Mediterranean. Them. No, but you you're still, still have you still, still have playing tanks. around with tanks and warships. <laughs> <laughs> tanks <laughs> but, in the zero. <laughs> which, which has been fixed for a long time over the so um, oh. So, <laughs> you know, heads up for actually putting. You know, hands up for doing those variants.
1: But but, but look, the interesting thing is, and I looked at this the other day within WebDiff. You actually look at all the different variants and how many games are going or have been played. It's overwhelmingly oh, classic. It's like 80, 80, 85%, maybe 90%, I can't remember what it is, of all the games that are played on WebDip is just straight classic. So and that's,
0: um, that's actually a perfect segue into talking about our variant of the podcast. Yes. Yeah, yes, cool. So, uh, which is Fog of War, because it's played on a classic map. Yep. Um, and what I'm sure many, many, many people out there are well aware of what the uh, rules surrounding Fog um, of War are, but for the sake of those few folks who. Um, have yet to hear about it or be aware. Don't know of what we're talking don't know about. What the flying you were talking about. Um, how about you enlighten the man? What's it about? Oh, okay, sure. Not yeah. <laughs> you, were, but I was. No, 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 no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so talk of war within the classic map, and if you're familiar with that, it makes it kind of makes it really really easy. And we're going to stick a, um, a a video that Kane has put together. Uh, up on diplomacygames.com within our um, our show notes, so you can actually see an example of how this has played. But if you can imagine, and we'll use the example that that Kana made of, of Turkey, you've been able to you've you've drawn Turkey at the start of the game. You've got obviously your um, your units in Constantinople, in Ankara, and um, it's it's Smyrna, isn't it? Yeah. Because yep. I think last time around when we when we did the last podcast, I mispronounced everything wrong. So. Um, <laughs> And, okay, so in which case, if you start... Go back and stop pressing your button. um, (laughs) So you kind of start from those positions. So you see your normal territory, but you just see then the surrounding areas around where you've got units and where you've got supply centres. So all you can see is Turkey itself, and then you can see from Constantinople over the... um, Well, actually, Constantinople's obviously already over the Bosporus, but then you can see into
0: Bulgaria but you can't see any other land areas beyond that. Uh, Because Ankara and Smyrna is adjacent to Armenia and Syria, Smyrna is adjacent to Smyrna. You can see Armenia, Smyrna. You can also see the Black Sea, Aegean, and Eastern Mediterranean. And that is all the map you can see. Everything else is a dark grey. So you've got no real idea. Well, to start off with, we know what units are where, yep. because it's classic, but you don't get to see them move. And this
1: is the great, I mean, this is one thing I, I actually, I really love playing Fog of War, um, because it, it does, it actually plays very much into, sorry, I'm going to give you a bit of a historical an, um, analogy here. It really plays into the whole, is it von Klauswitz? Von Klauswitz. Who yes. was the uh, the German uh, military guru of a long time ago. Um who came up I think with the phrase about when you're in battle and everything like that and the fog of war descends it's, it's, re- it's a really hard thing because you, all you can do is make decisions based on what you can see all around you and I think it was more in the context back then of you know, you're on the battlefield you can see a French army coming at you but you've got no idea what's happening over the horizon if anything's coming around your flank and this is a perfect way of kind of visually showing it so that when you, when you obviously you kick off and we'll use the example that you've got here Kana. You start off, you make your very first move... Oh, I won't pause, I'm afraid. It's a gift. But oh, OK, because, yeah, you know, we're, we're on unco- So, you know, using the example where you, you make the very first move of, you know, Constantinople into Bulgaria, obviously, when you open. Um, and, you know, from there, once you're actually in autumn, you'll then see the adjoining land-based areas next to
0: Bulgaria. So that would be Romania, Serbia and Greece. So um, just using this example, um, essentially what 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 happens is, you know, I'm I'm attacking Russia and I'm doing my thing against Austria, assuming that, you know, everyone else is, and then there's someone bouncing me in the Aegean Sea and I finally get into um, the Aegean and I see that Ioni's having trouble and BAM, there's France. I'm thinking where the where the like, France, France come from? <laughs> right? So, you know, all of a sudden I have to really reassess my way forward yeah 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 um, and and
1: look, one thing that that's always um fun to do if if you're a real glutton for having no idea what's going on is to play fog of war uh, under gunboat conditions so gunboat for those of you who don't know obviously is um when you're playing a game and there's no press um you can't communicate with anybody you're just purely responding to what's going on and look i know the um uh probably a lot of the diplomacy uh purists within the um the board game world I don't think they'd probably go for this too much because they really like the idea of talking and backstabbing and colluding and this is this actually I think works quite well the whole idea of gunboat works really well in the online environment where you know people are busy and you might go look hey I've got time for you know four or five games where I can talk to someone at the moment but I really haven't got time to you know, talk to many other people, but I can you know, squeeze in a gunboat here or there because I don't have to worry about
0: lots and lots of press and messages and, and stuff. Um, and there's ways of communicating in gunboat, even though oh, there's yeah. no talking. It's um, like sign language. It is sign language. Well, body language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're sending support, mm-hmm. which is actually something that um, I'm, I'm sure that a lot of people are unaware of in the PHP environment is that there's a, a, a significant difference of what is shown on the small map versus what is shown on the large map. Yes. I, I fell for this yeah. a long time ago. Sorry, not fell
1: for this. I had no idea. And then I think it was probably about a year or two we were catching our favourite drinks and you started talking about this and I went, you can get that? <laughs> <laughs> You're kidding me!
0: <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell me this stuff? Um, so for anyone out there who's um, considering gunboat, it's... it's vital, it's vital that you look at the large map, and that's something that will show you all of the supports regardless of whether they worked or not, Mm -hmm. Um, because for instance in this particular map I'm looking at here Munich is supporting Silesia right, no it's it's actually supporting uh, Silesia, I think think it would have been doing supporting something to somewhere but if you um, look back at the actual board it just looks like Munich's sitting there doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. So that's a big dead giveaway on any sort of gunboat that if the units just sitting there twiddling its thumbs, and you know, anyone knows if you're actually playing the game of diplomacy, you don't want your units sitting there doing nothing. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's a big no, no. They're always doing something. They're something. Yeah. You know, whether or not they're just supporting someone, just as a matter of their sleeve. <laughs> and, and they just to... happen to have a lone outlier, you know, that the English army in Sevastopol is just, um, you know, hanging out because he just randomly retreated there, or if you're actually dealing with a, a <laughs> major <power. laughs> English threat, you just don't know. And he's <laughs> just on the run. <laughs> <He's> on. <laughs> That's right. But you can see the diplomatic fun we could have with this, you know, with the, with the fog of war stuff, and it is fun because, you know, you can really good your opponents. Oh yeah yeah group. yeah
1: I think yeah. I think some of I mean we talked about the playing gunboat with Fog being a you know a more challenging environment. I think the real challenge the real is, is when press. you're playing against someone and someone's telling you or giving the impression that they're stronger than I or <laughs> Yeah.
0: Or that you know you're France and you've just got a, a friendly alliance with Italy yeah. and you know Italy's saying you know he's, he's struggling against Turkey and Austria it's really going downhill and you know, you're France, and you've just finally got a foot held in England, and then, holy shit! There's a there's an Italian army in Denmark. Yep. You know, oh my god, <laughs> what's going? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I trusted with this guy. Um, of course, you know Germany and Russia will be telling you, you know, there's problems coming from the green, and you go, no, 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 is. but that's that's it. Really adds another dimension to how to play the classic map. It does. Yep. Very much so. Hey I'm thirsty. Uh yeah, Is it your can. shout? It is my shout. Can I get it I might get a different one? Yep. Pause it. Do you and want to pause you're it? it? Oh we're gonna be actually oh, gonna to... to talk to it? No,
1: like... I think I think we'll do that. Can you get me I might get the house one, the Gresham Shiraz. I've had that before, it's pretty good. Is yeah. It? I think it's soft. actually better than the one I just had. Which right. is a Western Australian one, which is even better. Alright. Okay. So we'll come back in a second. And we're back. And we're back. So we've got some uh more hole, so all better? full
0: yeah, well, that wasn't a very loud ching that time, was it? Uh, try it again. Oh, oh well. well, maybe because yours is so full. <laughs> yep, and I'm still on the stiff. How is yeah. it? Oh, it's actually very creamy. It's a very it's a solid. It's a very solid. You won't eat dinner now. Oh, i still have to eat dinner. Yeah. Oh, right. you know, <laughs> go, you know, there'll be less, less, uh, less room.
1: It's pretty very yeah. good, very good indeed. So, um, getting back to what we were talking about of war. I mean, you I said yep. before, you just played two games recently. Yes.
0: Uh, um, one where you were unsuccessful? Uh, yeah, one I was knocked out, knocked pretty, out? Um, oh, maybe about halfway through. I was playing Germany and um, made a series of disastrous um, forays against Russia for whatever reason, because I felt I could get away with it. Um, Germany you should never invade Russia. Oh, but <laughs> France was sending me, you know, happy messages, and so was, Just until so was England, of, and then until they stuck the knife in. <laughs> exactly, and um, actually, uh, you know, quite um, quite nicely of me. I even um, moved uh, my army in Munich into Tyrolia to start off with to um, to counter any Italian aggression against my good old mate Austria. But um, <laughs> Yeah, that didn't turn out very good. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I ended up moving. Um, where are we? So that was just a disaster from the start, really.
1: And was. So to what extent was that a reflection of your just general bad gameplay versus ah! the uh, hat working under fog of war
0: conditions? Well. I, I, I think you'd probably just have to. i just have to hang my hat on absolutely awful gameplay on my part uh, yeah here we are I I knew it was a bad idea but you know Austria survived the game because of me. essentially
1: do you think um, you and the other game you recently played uh, which, you, which you drew in was as Russia and we were talking about that earlier earlier game that you kind of obviously put up and um, on the site
0: as Turkey, which you won. Do you think? Uh, no, I the... didn't. I didn't win it. No, no, no. I you didn't I, win it. it? Well, you, you I, it depends if you see it as being part of a draw, or oh, a just, win. Okay. Um, okay, but, okay. So you drew that. So you're in a strong position. Yeah. yeah.
1: I wonder if um, within Bob of War games, if anything, it actually makes it harder for Central Powers because. Or, you know, or whether actually no, I would have thought it was easier because you can see more around you, can't you?
0: Yeah. So we're oh. talking about this one, Pompeii, and um, essentially what happened was I was I was kind of going well for a while, and um, I was sending these overtures and overtures and overtures to Germany. Come on, mate, let's work together. I'm definitely being attacked by um, by Turkey here. How come you, you know, just why aren't you opening up the bloody large map and seeing these board orders I'm trying to send to you? As, yeah, because as I was did. like so, an idiot like me, and didn't know you could just, do that. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, I made a point of saying it, and so I think about halfway through it, it was um, I decided, no bugger it, I'm going to go all out. I'm going to sacrifice all my southern front of Russia yep. to Turkey yep. and um, just go all in against Germany because I just this guy's pissing me off so no ends. he's not looking he's not listening he's,
1: it's he's, actually really annoying when yeah. you're playing um, even if it's not um, Fog of walk you're playing a gunboat game and you're sending these subtle messages through your supports and everything like that and they choose to ignore you yes I mean it's one thing where they choose to ignore you because you know they've got an ulterior plan versus they choose to ignore
0: you because it is stupid and can't work out I <laughs> think you're sending them a message yes Exactly. Um, and so, in the end, in the end... This is I, when you're playing Russia and you survived with Russia, a draw you know, with only, what, three or four with three or units States. in St. Petersburg, four. Norway and Sweden, oh, and Denmark. Yep. Um, Germany survived with one, which is, you know, a bit of a loss on my part because I was, didn't want him to survive. Yep. But um, Turkey came within one supply centre of winning. Oh, and. Cool. It was only France's recognition at the at, at 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 the Alamo that Turkey was a big threat. Yeah, yeah. That actually caused him to uh, turn around his northern attack on Scandinavia and um, support me to hold up there. That actually, I, 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 the Turkish I agree. I agree. Looking
1: looking at the maps, it seems to be very much like once he um, saw the Turks moving into the Western Mediterranean, and he would have seen this anyway from. Marseille, as they started pumping into,
0: they get getting to the Gulf of Lyon as well. Um, so the, the first contact France would have had with Turkey was when he moved to um, Western Med, Western Med and in 1908, and saw Turkey in the Tyrrhenian. Yeah, Turinian? A Turkish fleet hanging out, supporting other fleets into the Ionian from the Tyrrhenian. Yeah, um, and that would have been his first inkling that oh. Oops. Hang on. <laughs> I was expecting to see Italy there, and, yeah. you know, Turkey. What happened to Italy? Where's Turkey? Yeah, where's Italy? where's Italy? And so, well, that would have led to his build in Marseille, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Shore up that
1: southern front. And that was around the same yeah. time that Turkey decided to, uh, say, screw you to you, and uh, um, invade Romania, and then invade Budapest, and then invade yeah. Sebastopol, and, I just, and you know, kind I made of decision
0: to attack Germany as why, well. Why did you go up and attack Italy at that point? <laughs> <laughs> when he was just... Oh, no, actually, I moved through. I tried... Oh, no, I didn't. But I did... what what I was hoping for was for Turkey to realise that, hang on, I'm throwing my supply centres at you yeah. because uh-huh. I'm under serious threat, what I perceived as serious threat. Oh, so you're being a against... friend to him. So hey, I'm a friend. You know, here, have friend. some free you know, SCs. I'm aiming for a, a, you know, a draw here. Here's yeah, some free yeah. SCs. I'm giving him to you. Yep. Um, stop attacking me, please, essentially. Uh-huh. Um, and did he, did he take... Did he get the message? No, he just kept on attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is when, you know, France at this stage, you know, he cruises over and he's, he's, he's pretty much destroyed Germany um, and sees that, you know, Turkey's coming up right behind mm-hmm. And so he realised that he's got to actually support these guys around him, otherwise Turkey, who's in North Africa and he's, he's pushing into Germany himself, Turkey's pushing into Germany, and he's obviously, you know, attacking um, the north coast because he had a fleet in the Barents Sea, and he could see that there was arrows attacking St. So yep. Petersburg. Hang on, I've got to support him to hold because um, he's obviously at that point where he could overcome that. Ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had some really experienced players, and that one, and, and this, really... this, is a real
1: good example of why St. Petersburg is, is you know, part of the the Western Hemisphere, even though technically it's in the East within the map, isn't it? because and, it's, yeah. it's got that reliance upon the West
0: through the Barents and... Yeah, you can essentially hold off a Turkish wing yep. you know, with a single unit hanging out in the Barents Sea. Supporting, well, you can, or, absolutely. Or Norway or Finland or Gulf of Bokia. Yeah,
1: because you can have an army... In, like, exactly what happened here. You know, the Turk had an army in Moscow, an army in, Liv- in Livonia. So two against... Once you've got that other guy there, so get two against two, you can't break through because you...
0: No, no, you're a really, mate. Yeah, you, if you, you're playing you classic,
1: you know you, yeah. you can't you can only build in your home centers within classic, can't you? Classic rules, yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. So you can never kind of you know get into Berlin and then build a fleet to hop into the Baltic. You know? Right. But I think
0: it, it also perfectly illustrates how close a, a bog of war game can can get. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would not have actually gotten to that point of concern from France. Had it been a normal call, yep. had you seen perfectly what Turkey was doing and what Russia was doing and what Germany was doing and how Italy just folded and Austria just folded, yep. there would be no way that France would have acted the way he did until he did, or no way that Germany would have done that same thing. Yep. Um, so there's a, a real different game style that comes from not seeing the whole ball.
1: Mm-hmm. Very true. Which kind of brings us to you know if you kind of if you're coming across and you're playing this because you're used to classic and you like classic and you think yeah look this whole fog experience is pretty cool. Um, my understanding is there's not a lot of games within the V diplomacy or variants where you can get a fog experience. So there's like a hundred yeah, a- variants there, and there's only three that you can play fog in.
0: Yeah, yeah. so there's classic fog, there's um, 1066, which is a really cool. Um, little game set in 1066. Yep, you know um, the last timing when was ever invaded and well, successfully, yes. successfully invaded and um, and of course and rat wars, rat wars which is just a wow. horrible, horrible variant that some people like every now and then. Um, I think, did we talk about Rat Wars last time? Oh, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think maybe Rat Wars will be one of those perennial things we bring up every episode. It's like, and we'll never get around actually talking about it. No,
0: I hope not. And this, that's <laughs> just, the, why, just, that's like, just oh. the way everyone
1: goes, keep talking about Rat Wars, maybe I need to, but I don't know what, the, what it's about. I must have to What's join and just on? play yeah. it and then all of a sudden Rat Wars
0: might take off. <laughs> but it, that, that also plays with Father uh, of War. But part of the reason why Father um, of War isn't actually implemented across the board is that it's, um, It's actually that the coding behind it—you have to um, code individually for each map, and you have to offer a new map layer to allow for that to happen in a map. Um, And the reason behind that, um, I understand it, is actually comes back to how um, the original PHP diplomacy um, displays maps to um, the viewers. So at the moment. As I understand, I'm sure Toby or ATM Can or some of these other guys know more about it than I do, but the way I understand it is that each time you log into a to look at a map now, it generates a new map. Yep. Right? As opposed to generating a map once for that season, and that's what everyone sees. Yep. 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 Um, and, and there could be, I don't know, maybe size differentiation, some you know, problems accruing from that. I, but honestly, I need to know more about PHP to really comment further but I do know that Ollie considers um, Fog of War to be a hack yeah right and so he's reluctant to actually apply it. although he
1: did actually help do Cog of War for 1066 you know because
0: oh and he helped me with Rat Wars yeah, yeah, yeah. To, um, to get that happening because we were really keen on getting that happening and it he was keen at the time and that. he had some time yeah. and I mean,
1: availability which I think kind of draws us on to our, our next topic yes so we're, we're done with the of War. Oh,
0: I think so. Yes. Well, oh, well, unless unless you really wanted to implement it at Web Diplomacy, in which case, email the mods or make a fuss on the forum over there because it's a really cool variant to play. Or easier, just come over to V Diplomacy and have a go. Play there too.
1: Um, look, we do have also apologise for any background noise at the moment of you know, making a cocktail at the bar. Um, actually, one thing I should probably say is here. look. If, you as a listener actually find there's just annoying having all the background noise of being in a bar and it's not really fun for you because you're not getting drunk at the same time have a beer <laughs> no? A, have a beer it's <laughs> it Sp- <laughs> Sp- 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 like a diplomacy <laughs> player yeah, I'll give you some options so I can still get what I want <laughs> and you'll feel better about yourself <laughs> um, but honestly if you do think you know um, it, it, it's a real pain in the arse listening to lots of background noise um let us know. And we'll um,
0: try and find something a bit quieter. it has be...
1: <laughs> The funny part is when we came in here, it was pretty quiet, wasn't it?
0: Oh, that's right. Yes, it was. You um, could only
1: just you could just hear the music in the background, and now you can't hear anything except for the bar and everyone talking. Yes. But anyway, we digress. So we're talking about Ollie. Oh, yes. yes. And uh, Ollie, as we said before, was the uh, the guy that originally created Ollie Dip, which became V-Dip.
0: And you heard recently um, some information
1: Well, yes, I did, but then again, anyone reading the forums would hear the same information. (laughs) It's true, but let's pretend, and uh, yeah, let's let's pretend you haven't read the forums. So um, there has been some discussion within VDep because Ollie's been a little bit off the radar um, due to family and real life, you know, reasons about what was going on with the site. Um, So there have been some recent developments that um, Captain Mean has um, gladly shared with the forum and uh, also it's tend to be a bit of a PM around situation. So, um, look, there was actually a little bit... I don't remember, if you remember, probably Kano, it was about three, four months back, all of a sudden Ollie got involved with another variant. Was it Was it 1600 he brought on board? It was the first variant we've had in ages. Yeah, for a long
0: while. Because there yes. was talk
1: about having 1600 and then also 1900, and 1600 got up, which was great, but nothing yeah. happened with 1900. It was a really cool one waiting at the um, at the lab... Yes, um, but the, there's but a couple of really cool ones there, but then nothing happened. Nothing happened. Yes. And so, so the news that came through from Captain Meme, who is one of the mods, we can beat it, kind of uh, let everybody know on the forum that, look, the lab is pretty much
0: dead. And he's pretty, yeah, the lab's not happening. And, um, no, but th- there was some good news for that um, dark player, the silver uh, lining. lining. Dark cloud, silver lining, yes.
1: So yeah. the a uh, bit of good news that uh, Captain Me mentioned was that, look, there will be a, a new type of test server environment, whatever, drawn up, so that um, variants can kind of continue within diplomacy without potentially crashing the system. And I think this is the big thing. You and yeah. I, we're neither overly technical people. I'm amazed how much stuff we can actually do without actually knowing what we're doing. But, um, <laughs> yes... <laughs> Alcohol, help. Um, but basically the real risk at the moment was all these different variants being added, is and having the way the labs configured, it can potentially crash and kill the whole site. So, um, Captain Means mentioned, I think that um, I think Toby's going to get more involved within the um, this particular space, which
0: is really cool. I mean, the um, the contact I've had with the guy is that um, he, he just knows his stuff. He's yep. He, he's, came up with some really clever solutions to some coding problems I had a little while ago yeah. um, in PHP at the lab, and um, if Toby does get it up, or if someone gets it up and puts Toby in charge, or whoever, then we're going to get a really um, effective variant-creating lab, which is not actually attached to diplomacy, but is easy to port variants into diplomacy.
1: It'll yeah. actually be interesting whether they can do the same thing then through to web diplomacy as well, or yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, it'll be very interesting. Watch your space because... Um, Captain s- Moon. Captain Said Moon went. sometime in October, November, maybe. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah. But, yeah. So uh, the message I think he put up on the forum was that it was going to be obviously very much related to um, the maps themselves rather than code. So in other words, provided you're using and developing up the... Um, uh, the new variants and maps on the same existing code face. So obviously you, you, you're playing more of the the only real variance is the map itself you yep. not, you're not fiddling around with the rules
0: yeah so you're not changing unit strength and you're not saying oh let's put in fog or you know you're not you're not playing around with um, you know crazy rules like the Suez Canal and um, Suez a crazy rule? No, it is in, in colonial Suez Canal and um, the Russian Siberian railway. It's got some crazy rules oh. around the, the, the yeah.
1: Siberian railway. Yes, I don't know. If it's, I, I didn't know. Sears, I thought Suez was just like the old. No, like no, no, no. It's got no. like a you know
0: allow people through kind of rule or something strange there too. Oh, okay. Anyway, Toby's got that figured out. He's a clever guy. He's a clever guy. Yeah, we
1: should we should buy him a drink. Toby, come to Australia, we'll buy you a drink. Absolutely. Cheers. <laughs> that's my one. house on the couch. No worries. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's 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 in play. Uh, um, Captain Meme also did mention that. Oh, look, let's get that right, and then after that, look, then maybe, 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 depending on how things go, the prospect of actual
0: then rule changes that could be incorporated into the variants as well. So, yeah. Uh, but to be honest, I mean, there's not that very many variants we have that actually muck around with the rules too much. Are they? No, As no, no, honest. look,
1: look, I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, you've, you've probably got a couple of variants floating around in your mind that you want to either port across because you've seen them elsewhere or you want to make. You're probably more, you, you, I don't know, you're yeah. more
0: a port across guy, but you'll say they've made stuff.
1: I'm usually always just make it all up. Um,
0: you know, I've, yeah, there, there's a couple of ones where I'd like to have, um, you know, regions slowly disappear. You know, yeah. you can't actually enter into those, you know, like um, a flooding variant into a, yep. you know, an Ice Age variant. Yep. Um, but, you know, obviously that'll involve rule issues in regards to what territories you can move into, and yep. it's a whole heap of coding that goes along with it.
1: I mean, um, one of the games I was involved in uh, within Web Diplomacy, which I thought was interesting, someone just started talking about the idea of... Well, and I've heard this raised before within VDF, is the idea, look, wouldn't it be good if we had, like, air support? You know, if they support you in from here to there. And I thought, you know, honestly, that wouldn't be that hard to do provided you can kind of go in and do the right type... Actually, it's not a lot of code. It's just changing the parameters of the code because normally you can obviously support units that you're immediately adjacent to and you create a territory with, but you could do the same thing if
0: it's two or three away. I'll just jump in here. My first variant that I ever created was a Mongolian variant. Yes, I know. And that one, yeah. um, it was set around 1300s, and I wanted to have, you know, horse riders, and I wanted to have archers, and I wanted to have, you know, two different types of fleets, and, and it was pretty much, uh, and I came up with this, this concept, and it was just nuts. No, no effing way are you doing more than the units, because that's a crazy, crazy, crazy way to muck up the code, and it actually comes back to the whole DTAC simulations of oh, yeah. supports. It's actually, quite a difficulty there as I understand it
1: yeah, um, yeah I mean so. I, can, I, can see, I can see the I mean from, from for example with, with doing pirates and making that where we've got two different types of units having two different types of behaviours and I know there was coding and shit and gold and you throw yeah but I don't know but maybe it can happen the other one which I think would just be so but easily to do realistically and, and some people might go that's just a stupid idea but I'm interested in it it's just like classic, but with neutral armies. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, that's easy. Yeah, it's it? yeah, easy.
1: You know? sure. Because, you know, um, I think last time around we are talking about hardcore history, and, and I mentioned that to you, and you probably still haven't listened to it. No. No, yeah, no. good work. <laughs> I will.
0: <laughs> I've been listening to about rabies and the plague and that recently. But, but I've,
1: I mean, yeah. my son and I were listening, we've been listening to uh, the series around World War One, And uh, interestingly enough, was the... Uh, the amount of effort that, was, that, that the Serbs put up in World War I against the Austrians to the, you know, Austria took forever to kind of actually conquer Serbia in real life. So I think having just like neutral armies provides an added benefit to, an added interest into the game.
0: Actually, you know, I'm surprised that hasn't been done before.
1: I'm surprised. Um, maybe maybe yeah. someone's actually done it and came up with the idea, but it's not on any of the sort of
0: website. I know they did the crowded area where they clumped together supply centers to create new yeah. um, cows, But yeah, cows
1: but even cows. even if you couldn't do even with with this new opportunity, if you couldn't do that type of coding, but you just hey make a new map and just use the existing coding. I mean, there's so many ideas I have floating around in my head around that. Even just basic things like. I know we've got a, um, a Cold War map within VDIS. Yes. Which I play, I don't mind it, but I'd love to see, like, and I, I think I mentioned to you this a while back when we didn't do the podcast around, you know, um, and I, know, I remember this very well. It's usually, say, like the World War IV map, but like as a yes. proper Cold War environment where you've got, because this is where you started having the idea of, all well, these great little sub off that with, you know, Western Europe and, you know, Latin America and things. I suppose the issue with that is How, can
0: you make your map coding yes, Absolutely,
1: <laughs> But if you kind of discount that and just use a normal World War IV map and just had like a a massive map but with, you know, one on one players, that could be interesting.
0: Like a, a player people. for each supply centre kind of thing. Well yeah,
1: you just have like the Soviets and the Americans.
0: Oh yeah, plus a player for every supply centre that there isn't nah, <laughs> we'll one. There we go. No? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what are we going to talk about next time? I think it's um, in regards to maybe getting some of those guys from that 2012 game, that epic 2012 game on yep. board. Yep. We're going to try and get them on the line, on the blower, to have a chat to them. Yeah.
1: So, so um, regular listeners, which is like anyone who's listened to now two podcasts, just uh, the
0: one. You know, you could be regular if you want. Well, whatever. <laughs> Catch up on your first last,
1: last time around we said we were going to have them on the, the next episode. Obviously, we didn't because you're now listening to us. Um, just talking in a bar. But it's it's been hard to kind of line everyone up. We kind of got to a point where we thought we had everybody, then someone pulled out. So I think next time around, hard. if we can't get all the big guns, and if we can just get some of the big guns, that'll yeah. be enough. We'll just get something else.
0: We'll, we'll try and get them on.
1: Um, Something's better than nothing.
0: Other than that, uh, we'd can't get them, what, what map are we going to talk about?
1: We'll work something else out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> World War Let's oh, 4. Let's talk about that World
1: If we can't get them on, we'll do World War 4 next, and if we do get them on, maybe we'll do that we'll next do that after next, that. that. Yeah, the one after that. Yeah. That sounds
0: good. Yeah. we
1: can talk about the differences then between World War 4 and World War 4 sea lanes.
0: Oh, yes. There's a whole episode there, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So I think that's about it. I know we're getting on time. It's a little bit over an hour now. And, yeah, we're uh, aiming
0: for an hour, guys. And um,
1: if we keep going, we're going to have to do something different about the shout, and that's not going to work very well. So we might kind of wind it up. Yep. So, again, thank you very much for listening. Go to diplomacygames.com for the show notes. Send us a message there or PM us.
0: Yep, and this has been Kana and Ambie, and we're happy to just talk diplomacy with you guys. Hey, drop us a line. See you guys. Bye.